Is your new year still falling flat? You are not alone. This year, millions will be diagnosed with low energy. But Planet Fitness has the cure. Boost your energy with tons of equipment in our clean and spacious clubs for $1 down and $10 a month. No commitment. Cancel any time. Deal ends January 31st. See Home Club for details. Yo, what's happening with what's happening? Welcome to What's Happening. I'm Brad. I'm Fred. It's the show. We talk about what's happening. What's happening with you, bro? Nothing much, man. Just chilling on this Memorial Day. I did my queuing yesterday, so I ain't have to do nothing. Just sat back and chilled, man. I even got to take a nap today. That's something I will never get to do. Take a nap? Man. I, man, only time I take a nap is when we are when i'm sick bro if i'm not sick i don't have the ability to to fall asleep usually in the middle of the day i gotta be sleep or i gotta be i mean i gotta be sick or honestly that's really it bro if i'm not under the weather i'm not feeling it man but while you was over here sleeping i was doing a little bit of everything bro i um Man, I, I I moved my uh my stove out of storage into my sister's garage. I man, I, I did my thing on the grill a little bit. You know, wasn't nothing to brag about because I I bought a preseasoned. Um, man, I was at Costco on Saturday, and they had this steakhouse tri tips. It was just a beef brisket, but that John was was seasoned wonderfully. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> but I did that. A little bit of asparagus, a little bit of shrimp. Um, yeah, man, it was cool, man. I mean, I've been ripping and running since 8 a.m. And so while you was napping, I was out here handling things, man. We we got a pool. While I was at Costco, man, Costco will. Everybody talk about, like, Target taking your money. But Costco will, Costco will get you up on some change, too. Walked <laughs> in there, just walking by. And I see a pool, and I'm like, oh, <coughs> that's cool. End up getting the pool, man. We, The wife inflated that for the kids. Had that had that filled up while we was grilling. It was a good day, though. A good Memorial Day. And um, so, I mean, this will be Wednesday when most of our listeners, or sometime after Wednesday when most of our listeners hear this. So, happy belated um, Memorial Day to everyone. Hope, you know, that was fantastic. Hope everybody enjoyed it. And uh, with family and things of that nature. And I got a question for you, bro. What do you think about it when when people say, like, Happy Memorial Day to the, to the veterans? So, look. <laughs> I, um... Shit, hell, it's actually been that long. Um, so about five years ago, i say... I was actually schooled because I stay up here in Kentucky. You know, we 10 minutes outside of Fort Knox. My father's a vet, never has once said, I got plenty of family members as vet. You know, I just thought it was a holiday that you celebrate, you know, just all soldiers, you know, kind of like Veterans Day. So it was just like a second holiday. And then I was coaching an AAU team, a sixth grade AAU team, and one of, uh, my parents out of a few of them were soldiers and he was actually my assistant coach so memorial day came we was uh at practice and i'm like hey 
happy Memorial Day, you know what I'm saying? All you vets is here, whatnot. And he was like, hey, bro. He was like, <laughs> he, you know what I'm saying? He a brother, too. He was like, hey, he's like, it's not a happy day. He's like, for one, he was like, and two, he said, that don't, he said, I'm alive. <laughs> he said, that's for fallen soldiers, you know what I'm saying? That's no longer with us, that's gone before us, you know what I'm saying? So I was like, well, damn. He said, but don't feel bad. He said, because about you and almost every other person in America thinks Everybody the same doing shit. That, it was like, so it's not you, but he was like, I just try to take that chance because as you see, there's like, what, six vets out of your parents? And not one of us was going to say something if I didn't say something. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, they were just going to let it be like they let it be for any and everybody else. And he like, nah. He like, that's not, you know what I mean, what it is. So, with that being said, you know, I, I think, you know, I think it would be good if people directed in the right way. You know what I mean? And to know that, hey, this is not for the ones who are still here. You know what I'm saying? Um, now, I don't know if there's a way we could really help the ones who are here because it, this is still a serious day because those are still some of those battle buddies to guys who was, you know, shoulder to shoulder in the trenches with who made it back home and they got next to him did. So, I don't know how to necessarily, you know what I'm saying, do on this holiday for the ones who it is really affected. Yeah, man, that's crazy. You know, I always just think whatever I see people say, like, you know, happy Memorial Day to, you know, such and such veteran. I'm just like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just be scratching <laughs> my head. And then, but I'd be like, man, like, like, like you know that somebody to say that got the absolute best intentions so right like it's just one of those things it's just it's just awkward you know what i'm saying like you know my my um i don't know man i don't know it's a weird place to be um and trina know. uh i need to know how we get into these finals look <laughs> I'm trying to go. <laughs> she, she, she working in relationships, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but yeah, man. I mean, you know. Um, speaking of relationships, <laughs> I'm gonna try to make a relationship out of the segue, and I can't do it. That's your job now. <laughs> <laughs> You said it. I thought about it. Like, yeah, I don't know. You know what I'm Unless you about to pull a rabbit out of a hat and know a relationship that helped make this, you know what I'm saying, vote go through, then I don't. Wasn't here, man. <laughs> <laughs> so there is no segue for this segment. We just going to have to hop into it. It just we is what it is. Just going to hop into it. So um, this week, we wanted to take an opportunity to talk about it with it being the end of the May with the end of the May, the end of May and by the time we get to well, when this episode drops, it'll be June 1st at some point in June, don't know exactly when, but um, the uh, newest Supreme Court judge uh, so, uh, Justice or future Justice, I guess uh, Katanji Brown Jackson, she will be joining the Supreme Court and so this was the first time, um, you know, a black woman was confirmed. Uh, 
to the uh, you know to to the court, and we wanted to you know really kind of talk about what that you know what that means, um, and, and and the impact of that in general. Forgive me. So. I do want to go ahead and throw out a little disclaimer. You know, last week's episode, for those of you that have listened and have not, please go back and listen. Uh, but those of you that have listened, we had Brittany on from uh, Unapologetically Black. Uh, we had it. We talked about, you know, Sasha Banks uh, saga and all of that. And at the end of that episode, we told you guys that Brittany was going to be back. Brittany had some, uh, yeah, it, if you guys, you guys can hear it by now, those of you that are watching us live, we're recording this on Memorial Day. Things got away from her family, things and things of that nature. All good things, good things. But uh, Brittany not, ended up not being able to make it uh, as scheduled. However, it also just so happened to work out that for this episode, I decided to lay out some questions to say, you know, let's attack these different points here. And while we won't have Brittany's voice and presence on this episode in a physical uh, sense or whatever physical in terms of being able to hear it means y'all get what i'm trying to say um britney was nice enough to send us her her thoughts and, and things of that nature so we're still gonna have britney's thoughts just not her actual voice and i uh, hope that that makes sense basically she typed out some answers y'all and i'm gonna read them to you so we got five different questions that we're gonna ask surrounding the nomination and confirmation of of kbj to the supreme court and what we'll do is we'll use Britney's answers first. And I think that's just the best way to go, given that we wanted to have the voice of a black woman. We're going to let Britney's answers take the lead. And then me and you, Fred, can get in there after that. How's that sound? Sound perfect to me. All right. So first question was, how did you feel when you heard about the nomination of KBJ? And Britney said, when the nomination was announced, I felt a sense of pride as an HBCU graduate to finally see a black woman from DC even be considered to a Supreme Court justice felt like a win. A long overdue win, 233 years, but a win nonetheless. Representation is so important, but at the same time, as black people, we wait with bated breath to see what the outcome will be. Will she actually make a difference or will her voice be silenced? So that was Brittany's answer uh, to how does she feel? when she heard about the nomination. What what about you, Brett, Fred? How did you feel? I, I, I'm agreeing with Brittany 100%. It was definitely long overdue um, for a nomination um, to this, you know, effect. Um, nonetheless, I agree. You know, we always want to see what she's going to do or if it's even going to make a difference. But I think it still made a difference because it says that you know any any of us can do it you know what i mean that if you really stand for what you believe in follow through with your plans you can make it to these higher statues that we're not used to seeing our people in and you know i think that there's a win within itself yeah um you know i was admittedly i was a little annoyed when i heard not so much when I heard about her nomination, but when um, the prior justice, when it was announced that he was retiring, um, I remember seeing a tweet. Y'all know I, y'all know I read them presidential tweets. Um, 
I read a tweet from the from President Biden, and um, it's he said basically, and I'm paraphrasing to a point. He said, you know, blah blah blah. This thank you for your service to the guy that's retired. Something to that effect. It was like, you know, you know, I'm excited to have the opportunity to nominate a black woman, and I was just like, why are you pandering? Like, why are you doing that? And, and and I was wrong for that. And the reason why I thought that was because I forgot, and actually not forgot, I did not know um, that he, or at least I just didn't remember, that he had, that one of his campaign promises was that if he had the opportunity to nominate a black woman, or to, to, nominate, yeah, to nominate a Supreme Court justice, that he would nominate a black woman. I totally missed that piece of it. So that was just... That was just me dropping the ball on that. So, like, me missing that made me think, like, like, are you just trying to play the race game to try to get black people to love you? Um, so, once I realized that this was a campaign promise, I was like, okay, cool. This is him actually, and you know, he, he had an intention to say black women need to be represented before, you know, he knew that he would ever have a chance to do so. And then when he did get a chance to do so, he followed through on his words. So from that perspective, you know, I felt pretty good. And, and, you know, I'm a big believer that representation does matter. So that's why I said I was, did I say I was annoyed when I heard or did I say I was mad? Yo, you have no volume, bro. You said you was annoyed. Okay. I just want to make sure, like, I was annoyed, um, um, because I just thought that, I mean, it's something that should happen, but I thought that President Biden was, you know, trying to tug at some heartstrings. And, uh, so yeah, I felt better about that, but you know, ab- absolutely representation does matter. And, you know, I was happy to see that it happened. So the second question was, did you watch any of the hearings? Brittany's answers again, I watched some of the hearings as well as the comparison of KBJ's hearing to, to Amy Coney Barrett and the difference was night and day. The Republicans complete complete that completely berated KBJ and all of her life's accomplishments by saying public defenders, their heart is with the murderers, with the criminals, and that's who they are rooting for. And even accused her of being soft on pedophiles. She was questioned on every aspect of her career and philosophy I'm sorry. She was questioned on every aspect of her career and philosophy and was not given the easy easy out of I would not express a view on matter of a public opinion, especially one that is politically controversial because that is inconsistent with the judicial role Amy Coney Barrett. Okay. She was saying that like Amy Coney Barrett was able to to you know kind of kind of cop out and and KBJ did not get that did not get that same opportunity. So, from there, what's your thoughts, Fred? Did you watch the uh, any of the confirmation hearings? I did not. Um, not in full, you know. I think I might have seen bits and pieces from snippets, you know, that was made online or whatnot. But um, the the thing is, I think you're going to be tested before any any big you know, advancement. So it's kind of to be expected. Is it fair? No, you know, but you, I mean, the last 
time you look at anybody that went up for a high or a powerful position, they tested they, they their character. You know what I'm saying? Just who they are as a as a person is always tested. What their beliefs is is tested. You know, ideology. So it is to be expected. You know what I mean? I don't think that's something that's far fetched. You know what I'm saying? To to see or or hear and then being seeing somebody else. You know, being able to cop out or not have to go through the same thing. There's always those ones that's in the race that doesn't have to explain everything. I mean, in the election, anything that you're going up against somebody, it seems like there's always going to be somebody that has an easier road or a route of sitting there and putting their name in a hat. But, you know, if if it's not worth fighting for, is it worth having? So... At the same time, that's that's how I look at it. I'm going to be tested. Whoever's next person is going to be tested if you're going for something. So in that sense, you know, it it is just part of the process at that point. Yeah. I didn't watch a lick of it. <laughs> None and, of it. And I wonder also say that, you know, that it's sad before our people the majority of us wouldn't have a clue into this ballpark. You know what I'm saying? It, because we don't pay attention to this stuff. You know what I mean? So for me not watching it, it was, I knew the numbers were there. We had we got 50 Democratic senators. They had, you know, um, Vice President Harris to break the tie if needed. It was gonna happen. I knew it was gonna be ugly to watch. Um, while I didn't watch anything, yeah, I got a couple political podcasts that I listened to and just, you know, hearing the pieces that I heard was more than enough. It it, it kind of justified in the sense uh, of what I wanted and, or not what I wanted, I'm sorry, of what I expected and what I wanted to avoid. Um, so no, I, I didn't watch it. I didn't want to go through it. I just, I, <sighs> So much of our politics is a game, and it's, and we'll probably get more into it uh, towards the towards the uh, fall or in the fall rather when we get into you know voting season and things of that nature. But so much of our politics is a game. It's it's it's. How do you get the numbers on your side? And then once you have the numbers on your side, it's almost like playing Battleship, I guess. And yeah, I know we did the game episode. I said I never played Battleship. But just like you're just making your move when when it's the best time to make your move, not necessarily what's best and what's needed um, for the world. So all that's had to say is that I knew that the confirmation would happen no matter what. And I knew that it would be ugly to watch and ugly to 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 listen to and the snippets that i've heard confirmed that so i did not make time for it and yeah it was not it was not fair so the next question was what was the impact uh or what is the impact of her confirmation the political impact of uh, KBJ's confirmation. Brittany's answer again. As a Democrat and former public defender, KBJ's appointment to the Supreme Court should add more value. 
Her opinions, beliefs, and policies align closer to the average American. However, as we have seen recently with Roe v. Wade, the public opinion doesn't seem to matter with 90% of Americans against the overturn. Democrats are still egregiously outnumbered 6 to 3, and it seems the justices are going to push their own agendas regardless of what the American people want. When it was leaked that they were going to overturn Roe v. Wade, the fingers were immediately pointed at the new Democratic Supreme Court Justice KBJ, and I'm sure they will find other reasons to attack this woman's character. So what do you think is the political impact of her confirmation, Fred? Well, it, I mean, I think her political impact is going to be from two sides you could look at it. Um, one, it it may help bring more of, you know, African-American or black people out to vote or to feel like there's a voice because we have some somebody in there that could help, you know, pass or, or make a decision or maybe even, you know, somebody that's going to have a following. Um, one thing about us is we tend to back up our people regardless. You know what I mean? That it's just what we do. Like, look at it when Obama was in office, how we all wanted to change that history. You look at the vice president, you know what I'm saying, changing that history. We back up our people. So in the same token, you know what I'm saying, if it was up to us, it wouldn't have been even a matter of a question by a landslide. Nobody listened to a hearing or nothing. All you had to do is say, hey, get out and vote. We got a black lady that's uh, trying to get into you know what I'm saying? A political <laughs> high power. And that's, we coming. And then, and that's, you know what I'm saying? So from a political standpoint, you know, she can have a spin on certain things, you know what I'm saying? With a majority that a lot of people can't. So it, you have to look at it, you know, for what it is and, and what she could bring to the table just by, you know, who's going to back her. You know, I think that, you know, we say that we're going to support ours, and that's like a a general blanket statement. Um, it is. But I think that there are some people that take it literal, like, because, you know, you ain't putting... Mm, <laughs> you thought? Her, her, I know, right? Herman Cain wasn't about to win no type of uh, nomination, <coughs> nothing. And, and, you know, he, he's, he passed away... Uh, from from COVID uh, back in 2020, so maybe it was 2021. Doesn't matter. He passed away from COVID, and um, you know, so I don't want to necessarily disrespect the dead. But I remember in 2012 when he was running for the Republican nomination, and I remember just looking at him like they just wanted a black guy to go for it. Like what? What is he? Nah, nah. So when we say like we just gonna support ours, like that's true to a degree. Like you, you can't be, you can't just be out here just. I mean, you can't just be anybody or just be out here doing anything. But I mean, it, and that's the that sad part about it is, you know, if it's somebody special, because we make sure it's known. When it's just anybody, I I don't know how that happens. But it, it seems like we get behind the right ones and we just kind of let the ones who know they just out there as a pawn or just out there doing something, they just kind of fly through the cracks. Nobody really hear of them. Nobody really know about them. You know what I mean? And yeah. 
it's it's a way that we have and it's unexplainable you know what i mean but it's something that we do yeah i mean you know back to the question you know her political the the political impact of her confirmation you know we have someone making the laws that is a black woman um that we've never had i mean and it's it's we we just talked about it earlier. Representation matters, and to in that in 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 that role and in many other high ranking roles in our country, black women have never been represented. I mean, you know, it's only been a year and a half that we've had a a black female uh, in the White House. Um, you know, as a as the um, vice president, obviously. Um, Michelle Obama as well but um, the point that I'm making there is that you know when it comes to understanding how things affect people you know that that's a group that is that you know until this that till this day has never been has never been represented in the highest court in the land the court that can strike down laws (laughs) um you know, at any time, um, you know, uh, a position that is for life, you know, that you either decide to retire or you die. Like, that's it. (laughs) That's like, so, um, I mean, it's, it's huge from that perspective. And, you know, I'm thinking about a couple weeks ago when, you know, you and I were talking and, um, you know, we had found out, you know, just before we started recording about the, the, the leaked draft opinion about regarding Roe v. Wade. And, you know, I remember I was just saying, hey, like, you know, uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg passed away, boom, boom, boom. You get Amy, Amy Coney Barrett, boom, 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 6'3", right? Um, and we're just like, what can happen? And now we're looking at potentially, here's what could happen. And, 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 you know, maybe, you know, ideally, you know, you get that, you get that, that, that piece of representation in there. You have that conversation, you know, maybe she could turn some eyes, turn some hearts and not so much turn hearts. I don't want to say that, but offer a perspective that they aren't getting outside of that courtroom. That's exactly it. Um, and that, you know what I mean, is it, really just the gist of it. Like like I said, feeling like we have a voice that when decisions are being made, when making sure our side is represented when decisions is being made so they know how it's affecting everybody. Um, and one thing I want to say also before you move on, um, bear with us as we do this with this new software because I really didn't mean to... Uh, <laughs> uh, to uh you know well we didn't mean to skip over anything or or not acknowledge because the reason that we're doing this is because we want to be able to have the comments and the input and from the first question um trina you know what i'm saying had through in having a nomination for her helps break the glass ceiling to give hope to those who looks up to her that others who come from similar backgrounds can and will go as far as she is 
And so I want to make sure I throw it in there and, you know, I'm going to throw your next one up, Trina, and we'll just go from here. But make sure that we, you know, come back here and check out what y'all are saying so that we can add it in and add more input um, and dialogue to these conversations. So um, she says, I guess this may just be. My bad. I just, I guess I should have, uh, for the listeners, I guess I should have uh, added that piece of it in, is that we are actually using new software. You know, Fred has said that a couple times, but we are actually doing this live. And so those that are on Facebook are able to watch us live, have this conversation, and you're able to comment in real time. And we can see those comments and respond to them accordingly. Um, I should have added that in. And that's why if i feel like maybe as we're going through i feel like as we're going through this like i'm not as like sharp as, as i usually am or i'm not as like you know pointed and focused as i usually am and it's the comments i'm just not i'm just not adjusted to it yet yeah i'm not and i'm not blaming my listen i'm not blaming our live listeners we appreciate y'all don't get me wrong we appreciate y'all being here rocking with us i'm just saying that like Especially my cadence, so <laughs> my cadence is a little off from, from usual. So forgive me on that one. Um, and you know what's funny? I saw Trina's comment. I think Trina's comment is actually a better fit for the next question, though. For the next one, so I'll go ahead and drop it, and then we'll go ahead and move to the next question real quick. So the next question was, what, what's the social impact of uh, KBJ's nomination? So let me get Brittany's answer in here first. The social impact goes beyond the political impact. It is so important for black people, especially children. Just being able to see someone who looks like you be able to achieve a goal that white people have told us for centuries we are not good enough to achieve. We always have to work 10 times harder to be considered the same to our white counterparts. And then so looking at Trina's first answer to having a nomination for her helps break the, the glass ceiling to give hope to those who look up to, who look up to her that others who come from similar backgrounds can and will go as far as she is yeah it's a little bit it's like 30 seconds off limit manny <laughs> uh and then trina's next comment was this may be just a small ripple in history but it's sure to make a huge wave in making sure that it's represented a larger portion of Americans not currently represented by rich white, rich old white men who've never experienced what she has. And I agree. Yeah, I go ahead, bro. No, go ahead. You... I was gonna say, you know, for me, you know, when you s this normalizes this for the future, and, and, and so you know. I think about it, you know, um, when me and you were kids, the thought of having, a, you know, a, a, an African-American person in the White House, man, one day, I remember we used to always have the jokes that, man, I don't know if I want to be the first black president, because, you know, as soon as they get up in that joint right there, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's what the joke used to be. And 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 I could get killed if you if you was the first one because they weren't gonna let nobody run their country, right? <laughs> but. And, and, and and you know I even think about you know it, it seemed to be unrealistic that you would have that you would have a woman, um, you know it was it was unrealistic not unrealistic, but 
it was it didn't seem real that we would have it, it in our life. It lifetime. wasn't I wanna say it wasn't thought of. Um I, I wouldn't say it was unrealistic. It was just it wasn't thought of. Like because of the fact that uh having a black man in office was so far fetched, you know what I'm saying? I think it just wasn't something that was thought of when it came to a woman being in office because of my government name. I used to say I'm gonna be the first black president just because I have a presidential name. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it and it was so funny because we, you know, what I'm saying, always would just grow up and we'd be looking at the presidents and I'd be like, yeah, you know, what I'm saying, Bill Clinton gave me hope because you know, what I'm saying, he got my first name. There you so, go. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I was, you know, it, it is crazy for something like that small. Be the only thing I could relate to is like, oh shit, I got the same name as you know, what I'm saying, one of the presidents. I, I mean. That's my chance there because you never thought of seeing Barack Obama, in, you know, in our lifetime from, you know, how we grew up. And now, you know, I think we're just closer to seeing that anything's possible. You yeah. Know what I mean? Like, I don't think there's anything far-fetched anymore because of the strides and the, the leaps we've made in humanity and, and making these changes. Right. And, and then so to, to kind of wrap up my, you know, you know, even, you know, 30 years ago, it had been a shock to see a black man. When, what, what year did Head of State come out? What was that, 2000? What, the movie where Chris Rock was the president? Head of State? You might be right. I actually got that movie in the, in the room. <laughs> and, and, like, even that, you know, that was eight years before President Obama was elected. And, and the point that I'm making is, is that, you know, now somebody who is, my kids right when my when you know all of my kids well all except my youngest all of my kids were born um well three of my first three children were born when president obama was the president and so black people being in the white house it's going to be like it's going to seem normal and you know there's probably there's teenagers that are probably like yo like why would there not be like this? Because like it's just it's if it's what you always know, it's just what you always know. You know, I no, you know my right. my kids can't process my they can't process life before Netflix and before Disney Plus. Like, what do you mean? Like, you have to wait for the show to come on? Like, same same with my kids. You know what I mean? Like, they don't. They don't get it or understand like you had to had wait for a show to come on like y'all can rent and, and and see movies that's in theaters months after it's you know been in theaters playing we had to wait a year and something for a vhs copy to come out in stores you know what i mean like Man. you almost forget about the movie until they drop it back out on vhs like oh shoot yeah i need that right you know what and i mean so and that's what I'm saying. Like that's just to the point now where it's just so. It's when normal. you have these things happen, it just becomes normal, and that's the social impact to be. It's not going to be unrealistic for a black kid to grow up and say that they want to be the president, or that they want to be a Supreme Court justice, or that they want to be. Um, put, put try to in. not do it. An NBA coach, where now half of the leagues, uh, as of, as of this moment. Half of the league's coaches are black. First time that's ever happened in in the league history. You know, seventy six years and counting. And, and and so, these things are just normal, and that that's the biggest piece of it. 
Well, I mean, if you go back to your head of state reference, just think if that movie didn't have a comical side, would it even been what it was? Like, would it be acceptable back then? Because you wouldn't, it wouldn't be relatable. You know what I mean? Like for it to have a comical side is what made it acceptable and fun. It was more funny. It wasn't just like, oh yeah, I can see this. It was just like, this is some funny stuff right here. Because if it was more of a serious type of presidential movie, you know, that kind of depicted realism or real acts of, you know, terror or whatnot that happens, you'd be like, ain't no way in the world. <laughs> this don't even make sense. I'm not going to watch no mess like this. You know what I mean? Just because right. of the time it was. Right. So. And then so the final question that we had was, what did the confirmation mean to me? And this conversation, and this uh, question was primarily meant for Brittany as a black woman. Um, and then her answer was to me as a black woman, I can only pray that she will not just be used as a political pawn or a token black girl. I hope that Kataji is able to take her skill, knowledge and beliefs and actually make a difference. I truly don't believe we will see a change anytime soon. But I can only hope that in our lifetime, we are able to see her and other black women shine in these higher up and prestigious positions. What you think on that, bro? Just responding I mean, to it. It No, and that's, that's real, you know, because I, I have, you know, young black daughters and, you know, that's a, a realistic goal to see from her and, and want, you know, from her because it's it's more than just getting in there and saying, okay, I've made it. I got a position. Can't nobody touch it no more. I don't got to do nothing else. You got to still light the torch that, that leads the way for the ones that come after you. You know that there's more work to be done. And that's, you know what I'm saying, the, the ideal of it is to, you know, not only get in that position, but to leave a legacy that, you know, young black women can hang their hats on and stick to, you know, later on and say, you know, hey, she made a difference. She tried, you know what I mean? Somebody needs to come after her and continue, you know, the, the, the trail she blazed for us. Yeah, man, you know, you talked about having daughters and I was thinking the same thing, you know, I got two daughters, you know? Um, and it goes back to what we just talked about a few minutes ago. It normalizes these things. You know, my youngest daughter is four. Like, she's going to look back and be like, yo, like, when I was two or three, the first, um, the first African-American uh, vice president, the first female vice president all happened when I was three. And then a year and a half later, you know, she's able to say, yeah, a black woman became a Supreme Court justice. Justice, yeah. You know, and, and like, it's literally going to be all her life that she's seen that she's had black women in, in these in, in these in these high ranking roles in, in our government, um, which is important. And, you know, I keep coming back to that same point. It normalizes it. And for the future, you know, it's progress. You know, I think about my grandmother. My grandmother, uh, she just turned 83. She just turned 83. She was born in 1939. 
And I sometimes just sit back and think about things from her perspective. First off, to be born in 1939, she's lived in some shit, bro. She's lived in ten <laughs> different. She's lived in ten different decades. Yeah, she's lived in ten different decades, right? You um, see it change. Like she was an adult. She was a grown woman when Martin Luther King was assassinated. That's dope. She voted for. She voted for Barack Obama. She was, and I should mention that she was born in Memphis, Tennessee. Like, oh yeah, she's seen some shit. You know what I'm saying? It got wicked out that way. And, and that's where, you know, I think we get frustrated with 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 progress, but like, I always just think like, man, like, if you live long enough, you gonna see it. Just. Hopefully you live long enough. I mean, it's just a blessing to be able to live long anymore these days anyway. You know what I mean? So, Quiet as I, a cap. Hey, I'm grateful for what I have got to see, you know, come and go. And for what the good Lord will bless me to, you know, see you know, keep coming. But, man, it's crazy right now. You know, you, you talked about it being, um, you know, it's a blessing to be able to live long. And, you know, I heard you on another podcast say that you made it past the stigma. You made it past 25. Well, it wasn't that I made it past the stigma of just being 25. I was really saying that more to um, capture the idea of making it out of high school without any kids graduating. You know what I mean? Making it to at least being a... You know, I mean, hell, if I'd have stayed and went to college, I'd have graduated college without any kids at that point. So, you know I mean? that was twice that I tried, and that was twice I had two terrible segues. It's all yours, Coach. You got the title. <laughs> <laughs> and what yeah, I was trying to segue into... Is that I did another podcast and basically come check it out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> down there in the group, I see where you was going with it, but... Uh, Listen, I had the idea to put the. To, I, I just didn't know the zip code for the GPS. You know, what I'm saying I had the address. You know, what I'm saying was it a, was it a, was it a sweet A, sweet B? You know, what I'm saying that's the part I was missing out on. You know, but um, yeah, you were on um Life and Wisdom Speaks, which the acronym for that show was Laws. You know, I very much enjoyed that. I'm gonna mute so I can sneeze. Do your thing. Uh, it's all good. But uh, yeah, I was on Life and Wisdom Speaks. Hey, it was a it was a beautiful time. You know what I'm saying? I gotta say, because uh, you do things your own way. You make things your own, just the way you like them. Your bank should do that for you too. The Bank of Clark is the bank for that. From banking to lending to wealth management, when you need financial services built just for you, we're the bank for that. Find out what banking design just for you is all about. Call 1-800-650-8723. Visit your local Bank of Clark branch today or go to bankofclark.bank. That's bankofclark.bank. We're the bank for that. Member FDIC. We, you know, we really got to jump on some questions and then I think it still left it open for that subject. Like, 
anybody could really jump into that subject and there's so much more to divulge out of that and i i really think and enjoyed the conversation and what i learned from the other gentleman that was there um you know and just the different the different you know age gaps and you know from our kids and from us as being parents so a different perspective so it was it was really great yeah, so you were on there with the panel of, was it four other fathers? Mm-hmm. And what I loved about that was that, you know, like me and you did an episode on fatherhood, but, you know, our kids are all close in the age range and things of that nature. You know what I'm saying? Like me, like, you know, my youngest is four, your youngest is one now, but you know what I'm saying? But, I mean, you know, Serena and Jackson are what seven months apart maybe you know what i'm saying so like we kind of in that same in that same range but the point that i'm making is is that you know that that y'all had i mean, one of the guys he was in his 60s and he had kids in his 30s and mm-hmm. yeah so it was an awesome conversation on fatherhood that was a, i enjoyed it yeah um, it was very diverse i think when is it dropping uh on the podcast feed do you know uh really don't uh, I'm not sure how she really does it. I, I wanted to say it was probably dropped right after we recorded it live, mm-hmm. but I I didn't get too much detail. Um, you know what I'm saying? Didn't get too much detail on how she really dropped her feed because I think she's still learning. It was only her third episode, so you know for her third episode she's coming with some heat. That's fire. For sure. <laughs> Napalm. You know yeah, straight up. I ain't mad at her. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Miss Barb. You know what I'm saying? On Laws. Shout like out to Miss Barb. Podcast. Go check that out if you haven't. Go check out the episode that I was just seeing. If you're a father, there's some jewels in there. You know what I'm saying? There's some heat in there, some different insights and opinions. Uh, I can't express enough how. You know, great that conversation was, and every father should just take a listen. And honestly, uh, that was the episode that put the battery in Fred's back to say, "Let's go ahead and just try out the stream yard joint real quick." We've been talking about it for a little while. Um, yeah. Unapologetically black with Britney's using it. You know, that got me kind of wanting to look into it a little bit more. Fred had an opportunity to see it on his own. He's like, "Oh no, we got to do this." <laughs> yeah. But especially when we spent that one night um, with uh, uh, I Don't Care What You Think podcast. I can't think of my man's name, but oh, we uh, trying to go on live yeah. on Facebook. We didn't have audio from, you know what I'm saying, everybody. It was, it was horrible. So I think, you know, everything just happened timely. You know what I mean? We added the, the group page. We got it going real quick. Then we came to StreamYard so we can go live to them. Everything's falling in place. Just stick with us, you know what I'm saying? Help us grow, help us, you know what I'm saying? Uh, just be heard. If you like what you hear, as Bradley would say, you know, love is a verb, share, you know what I mean? Do your thing. So, hey, we here. You can do your normal if you want to run down the whole socials and all that, but we already on social media, so it's what's happening. Come see so, you know, first of all, you know, what I would really love for y'all to do is to give us some feedback. Um, you know, hit us up 
what's happening at gmail.com. Hit us up on the DMs on Twitter at what's happening, TikTok at what's happening, Facebook what's happening, Instagram what's happening, whatever. Hit us up. I would love to get some feedback on this kind of layout here. Like I said, this is the first time we did it. It's just kind of off the cuff going at it. Um, you know, let us know what y'all think. Do, do y'all want to see more episodes like this in the future? You know, what's up? Um, and then also, you know, check out, um, uh, check out Laws. Check out all the podcasts we work with. Laws, Unapologetically Black, I Don't Care What You Think podcast, and we, uh, Ingenious Perspectives out here Thank in this you. joint. Yeah, uh, what's uh, Richard, uh, Patton, Parrish Patton. Entrepreneur man, uh, Kickback, that's my dog. There's another one. I mean, any of them that we fuck with, you know, it's some heat on there. <laughs> Straight up, good people. And if you do go check out that Laws, um, generally each person on there does a podcast. So if it's something you want to hear from one of them, you know, we would love to have some of them on ours. So just let us know who you want to hear from and we'll lock that in. For sure, for sure. So let us know what y'all think. And um, be with y'all next week. Peace. Thanks for listening to What's Happening. If you enjoy our show we'd love for you to take a moment and leave us a five-star rating in your podcast app and to share the show with a friend fred scott and myself brad robinson are co-hosts and producers of what's happening our theme song is capital by gets g you get that song and all of our music from epidemic sound follow us on social media at what's happening that's w-h-u-s-h-a-t-t-n-i-n we are on facebook twitter tiktok instagram and youtube you can find Fred and myself on social media as well. And all of our social media handles are in the show notes. Thanks again, and we'll see you next week.